it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Just sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. A whole new straw to suck your mum like you haven't sucked before. I want to give you this because you tried it. So suck your mum into a whole new world with these straws. Hmm. I don't, I don't know about that one. I I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've really got to think about it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, 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 welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mom. This week is bound to be explosive. It's, yeah, so much has happened and I can't wait to get into it. From the title of this podcast, like I, from the title of this episode, rather, I, you know, I already knew the title of the episode before I even started recording because people have tried it and they will be told about their class. You'll never guess where I'm recording from, though. I'm recording from my home. I just had to bite the bullet and like buy all of the things. My partner was just like, rather than you keep traveling, whether it's uh, traveling over to Brent or traveling to Peckham, even though it's closer to record, if you just swallowed the ting, not his ting, sorry. Oh gosh, off tangent. Oh God. Oh God. Ah! No, what I meant like, if you just like bite the bullet and just buy all of the equipment, you can just record from home and you can record at your own leisure. So really, you know, strictly speaking, there's no reason why I can't really record an episode now because I had to really fork out lots of money to get all of these bits, but at least I have them now and I can record from home. And it was great to kind of have that support from my partner to just be like, no, just go and do it, man. Just go and do it. Um, because in the long run, if every time I'm paying like roughly 35 pounds a week or something to record these episodes and I don't have Patreon up and I'm, and I'm running a studio and I'm being a baby girl and I've got a newborn, come on, I've got to be serious about the thing, but it's because I love the podcast so much. I love recording it. That's when I was just like, you know what, just get the stuff, invest in the stuff and like, it will cover itself over time. And this means that if there's ever like any extreme fuckery like the world is about to end I can always record an emergency I can literally record a podcast every day like I could record an episode if I wanted to every day don't get any fucking ideas don't start messaging me like oh we'd really like it if you could just make an extra episode on a Wednesday I wouldn't because that's a receipts podcast day anyway but no that that's beside the point the point is it just means that I can hopefully be more consistent now um since having this I mean fucking hell I have been consistent I've been recording this weekly for the past few weeks so 
In case you're wondering who this random person is talking in your ear, it is I, it is I, Kelechi, Kelechi Okafor, being a baby girl up in this bitch, whether Instagram want to like it or not, I'm still out here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting, very, very interesting, um, few well a couple yeah a few days it's been an interesting few days at the time of recording this do you know the beauty of this also let me just tell you right the beauty of this is that I can actually record on a Sunday night so I'm recording this so close to Monday that is actually mad where before I was trying to like record on a Friday and so many things can happen in that space of time between a Friday and a Monday and sometimes things don't age well not that I have that problem because I'm a baby girl but you know these are very real concerns to have whereas this way um yeah I can freaking record like at midnight if I really wanted to but I'm not doing that I'm just recording like this and it's um suiting me really really well um well I've gone I went to an event that I'll I think I'll talk about in next week's episode just because of the nature of what I want to go into about the event and the film that I saw. So we'll discuss that next week. And it's not like we don't have enough to discuss this week anyway. I haven't done much. I mean, this week, at the time of listening to this, I'll be at Twitter HQ talking about black Twitter. I'll be doing that with um, Dope Black Dads, I think. Um, Dion Grant will be chairing the panel. Nicole from Black Girl Fest, she'll also be um, on the panel as well. And we'll be talking, yeah, we'll just be talking about um, Black Twitter and its impact. So that's on Wednesday. So keep a lookout for that. Um, I probably won't be able to tell you on Instagram because Instagram decided to shut my fucking account. But um, we'll get into that much, much later. In terms of magnificence this week, I don't really have one. I've got to, I've got to be honest. I don't have a specific Shea Magnificence, but my Shea Magnificence basically goes out to all of the people who, um, who ride for me, you know, all of you man, all of you non-binaries, all of you gal, like, you know, when I use man in this way, it's like not gender specific, but yeah, all of you lot. Um, who ride for me constantly I see you and I appreciate you so much I feel like actually I should shout out um Daniela Dash I should shout out um um Lovette Lovette Jallo um I should there are so many people that I should shout out but there is so, like um Shay Shay is a baby girl like there are so many people I should shout out because they proper do not take it lying down when anything happens regarding me like all of you don't and I really really appreciate it it means so much to me that like things can happen and then you lot will be like nah not on our watch and then you're just really out here riding for a baby girl and I truly truly appreciate it so my show your magnificence this week is all of you lot all of you man non-gender specific like I appreciate you so much for seeing me I appreciate you so much for tuning in every week to this podcast I appreciate the fact that you know I ask for you to like rate review the podcast and you're doing all of that and I can't wait to see as many of you um at the live show on the 8th of December I can't wait to see all of you lot at the live show the ones of you that are attending the tickets are now sold out nobody should ask me anything because them tickets were up for I think like what two days three days you had the chance don't come and tell me any long long for man story about how you never managed to get yourself 
um, a ticket that is your personal problem um but yeah i'm really really looking forward to the live show like i said be prepared because the audience will be getting on stage. I have carved out time because the audience will be getting on stage because there are things for you to do. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And so two slaps on all of your chests for just being wonderful, for seeing me, for celebrating me and for supporting me. I truly, truly appreciate it. So then now that that's done, let's move into tarot for this week. Tarot for this week is very, very interesting and amazing because I get to do it from home now and have all of the space. I mean, I've still got to like rejig things um, like I'm recording like on the dining table. So um, I'm not sitting on the dining table. I'm sitting at the dining table. But yeah, I'm now able to record from home. So I just feel like these readings will be even more in depth over time. And thank you to everyone that says how much that they love these tarot readings and how much it speaks to them. So the first card that came out in the tarot this week is the Six of Swords in reverse. So when we talk about swords, we're talking about something that's really happening in like the mental plane that's happening. Um, you know, this is an air sign card, but yeah, it's happening in your mental plane. It's happening in your mind, ideally. Um, and yeah, it will manifest in the real world as well, but it's pretty much happening in your mind. So the six of swords usually upright is talking about moving on from something you know there's there's a change happening sometimes it is travel sometimes it's just your mind or your mindset that you're just done with something and you're moving on to the next thing like you've checked out like you're already on to somewhere else what's interesting though is that this week it came out in reverse and I'm always saying that you know I feel like my energy plays a major role in these readings and especially for me this week um I just feel like it came out in reverse because we're not moving on from something. There's something, there are things that are happening around us and mentally we're just like, not this time, bitch. I'm, st- I'm standing my ground this time. When I actually pulled a card for myself earlier, I pulled um, number seven, stand your ground, which was, uh, f- yeah, that was a really interesting card. I did that with my other, my other tarot deck. But um, this one is pretty much like, yeah, you know, what we think is what we're standing by and we're refusing to move on from there. It doesn't feel like a negative energy based on the other cards that surround it. It's pretty much a just like, you know, not every time is it that we move on, move on, move on. You know, like things happen and people are like, oh, just move on. Time is the best healer. Rare, 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 rare. Time isn't necessarily the best healer. It's what you do in that time that heals it's not the time that heals it's what you've done in the time that heals things and in this case it's the fact that we are planning to do something in the time that's why we're refusing to like move on it's just like no I'm going to stand my ground on this occasion and I'm going to trans like use whatever energy is around at this time to 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 do something wonderful to do something meaningful so i think that that's why we've got the six of swords in reverse and um it's kind of heightened by the fact that the next card the middle card is a major arcana card and it's the moon so the moon is speaking to intuition that's what people say a lot of the time and the moon is upright in this case is speaking to intuition is speaking to the fact that I feel like sometimes the reason that you're standing your ground on this occasion is because in terms of your karmic journey in terms of what how everything is aligned celestially this is the point in your life karmically where it's just like no something is going to change this is a pivotal moment 
moment in my life and which is why I refuse to back down and what I think is what I think and I'm not changing what I think in this moment is trusting your intuition is trusting that you're not a dickhead is trusting that you're not a prick like whatever you're thinking you're not mad it's real and that's why you're standing your ground on in on this occasion so you really have to trust yourself and the fact is, is that it is dark. It is dark. So you can't see where you're going. So that's why the light of the moon is helping you on your way. And there is a lot that you don't see, but you have to have that faith in yourself. You have to have that strong mindset of, I'm not going to flee from this. It's not going to be, um, a fl- you know, there's fight or flight. You're refusing to flight in this situation. You're like, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fight. And it's not a physical fight. It's a mental fight. It's a, it's a, it's a battle of um, intellect. It's a battle of morals. It's, you know it's it's yeah it's definitely a battle about where you're ending up on the right side of history um so that could be family um you know familial things it could be things happening in your family it could be things happening in relationships but you're just like no nah, this time round nobody is shaking my ground i am staying where i am and i'm and i'm sticking to what i've said and the moon is there to remind you that yeah it might be scary because there's a lot that you don't see so in my mind i'm seeing the vision of someone being in the woods really really late at night and they've only got the light of the moon to help them kind of see where they're stepping trust in the steps that you are taking trust that you are being guided by that light um that you are going in the right direction no matter how dark things get like the sun has to come up eventually like even if it's for i don't know fucking an hour like certain places in the world like the sun does have to come up eventually um but your sunshine will not be for just an hour um in jesus name like your sunshine will be ever more but it's just reminding you that like things are get dark so they can get lighter like trust yourself i'm not talking about your knuckles by the way um or your armpits i'm just talking about like um metaphysically yeah anyways the third card that i pulled was the three of cups which is about celebration and i always see the cups and i always think about sisterhood as well and so for me personally that speaks to the fact that this week with all of the mad movements um, that have been happening online, I definitely felt this love, this sense of community, this sense that people were celebrating me online for standing my ground and for following my intuition and being like, no, nah, this is wrong and morally reprehensible. And, um, and that's why I am saying what I'm saying and nobody's going to make me say any different. And I love the fact that, you know, the girls, um, you know showed up and showed out and that's I'm talking about the marginalized communities showed up and showed out for me and I'm talking about like you know um women lots of people not just the women but like so many black people coming forward um white people coming forward and being like nah this isn't cool and it was just great to see people celebrating an outspoken black woman and that's how you two will be celebrated oftentimes we're used to people trying to silence us and telling us that we're crazy and we're dumb and we're not smart and you know what we think isn't correct and people are always trying to like gaslight the ting so it's wonderful when you know that no actually you are in the right you're not crazy um and you are being guided celestially to be at this point in your life where you currently are this is part of a calm this is part of your karmic journey this is part of the story that you'll tell one day when you are celebrating your life like no matter how dark things are right now you know and for different people it can be different levels of darkness no matter how dark things are for you right now trust and believe that this aspect of your life that right now will be one of the things that 
add to the story that you tell later on that when you celebrate your life this will add to that celebration later on and you'll be like rah um, a G like me made it through a G like me that was a pivotal moment in me letting the world know and letting my family know or let my workplace know that I'm not now nor ever have I been that prick I've no get trust and believe I'm not the one so you know that's the tarot for that aspect from the Rider Waite deck um, and then the card that I pulled from the Say Your Mind Affirmation deck is I am pouring into the divine cup that is me. It says, enjoy the sensuality of giving back to yourself. You are the source of your creativity. Replenish yourself fully and often. And I think that speaks to the third card of celebration in the three of cups, like celebrate yourself celebrate yourself because it's not easy out here you know and I can speak to that from my personal experience like it's really really not easy out here some days you know you just think like rah why do I bother to do any of this and then you're depleted those aren't the times to just like sit around and have a pity party that that's the time to have like a proper ton up party and celebrate yourself because you've been out here doing bits you've been out here changing conversations you've been out here like educating your family showing love to all of the people around you you deserve to be celebrated you deserve it and even if that's just taking some time out to have a bubble bath or you know to paint your toenails or to listen to music or to just uh, like read a book or whatever take time out for you where there's no structure to it you're not trying to do anything in that time other than just be you you taking time to just be you that is all you need to do and then the last card comes from the Marcella Kroll deck, the Oracle card, and I've pulled um, Transmute, and actually it's an image of a snake, and it's number 44. And it says here, to transmute is to convert one energy into another. The snake is a powerful symbol of transmutation. You are being invited to accept its gifts of shedding to help you process something important. Use the ability to make magic by transmuting its energy into something new and beneficial for your growth. Meditate on this symbol when you need some assistance in changing the energy in your life. The simple snake represents our ability to connect to our own inner alchemist, to let go of the old by being able to shed its skin, thereby allowing constant evolution. And that's really it. This is why you're standing your, um, your ground in this time round. You're willing to absorb that energy. You're willing to absorb whatever's coming your way because you know that your intuition's telling you that this is what you're going to transmute into something that is celebratory one day. And that's how I see it all of the wildness that's happened recently. Um, I see it as like, you know, this is a chance for something great to happen and yucky things have to happen for great things to happen. I remember when that studio, dance studio in Manchester moved mad when I wanted to go and do my twerk workshop there and all the way, look now, look now, I've got my own fucking studio. I'm out here being a baby girl and, you know, I've been featured in Time Out London more than twice, It's you know, for best fitness classes in London. Like, I'm really that rascal bitch. You can't tell me nothing, you know, but that had to happen for this to happen. And I just see that as like, you know, Mercury still currently in retrograde. We're in Scorpio season when we're talking about death and rebirth. So lots of shedding needs to be done and there will be 
lots of things happening online or in your personal life in terms of communications that will feel like raw what the fuck is happening but you have to kind of stick with your guns on this one you are not a prick you are well aware of what you think trust yourself trust yourself and trust yourself and don't let anyone take you for idiot because one day you will be celebrated no matter how hard things are right now one day people are going to be shouting your name from the rooftops and whether it's family whether it's you know loved ones whether it's partners whether it's your workplace you will be celebrated because you've really put in that work so that's that for this week's um tarot bits i think i did that back for front anyway i did show your magnificence first and then i did the tarot but it's because i didn't have like an official magnificence so that's probably why i did it that way anyway let's move on to so you mad so you mad i saw a tweet um uh, like last week the tweet said something like um do you have any past traumas or mental illnesses that are still that you're still recovering from or dealing with and saying that that was a good question to ask on a first date and I don't know it just it just really got me thinking and I just uh, I've just generally I feel like people just I understand what people want, like those deep, meaningful conversations. But then at the same time, it's a first date. I just don't feel like maybe that's the question to be asking, especially since some people's traumas, like sometimes I just want to go on a date. I don't want to think about my traumas. And also, are you equipped to even chat to me about these traumas? Like, are you emotionally available enough to even hold space for me when I talk about these traumas? Like, why would you ask about that? And someone referred to it as like, people wanting to trauma bond on a first date and I just thought yeah that's exactly it we don't have there are so many other things for us to bond over I don't think trauma is one of them that we should be pushing straight away on first dates and maybe it's something to do with the younger generation like Gen Z and you know that not being part of that generation maybe there's something there that's happening that's wonderful and it's transformative in terms of how we communicate as people even on a casual basis but I just think that on in some like in some regards our trauma's too precious for us to just be flinging about on dates especially not first dates um definitely so I just think it's something really to to kind of consider I just think about all of the times I've spoken about my traumas and how the wrong people have used my traumas against me and how that caused even more scarring whereas yeah I've spoken about my traumas to other people who have been you know way more emotionally um, available and loving and having that moment to speak with them has been a source of healing in itself but I don't think that that's always the case so that's just something to kind of like bear in mind I guess but yeah I saw that and it just made me think like "Mm, I don't quite know about that I don't quite know if that's how we should be rolling with the things that we're doing um so that was that and obviously obviously you know where I'm going next if we're talking about so you mad I mean it could easily have been suck your mum but I've put it in the so you mad segment we're talking about T.I. the rapper T.I. and I swear I talked about him a few weeks ago regarding um Iggy, um, Iggy Itchy Elbow, yeah, or whatever her name is, um, Iggy Arsecrack, um, the rapper, I was talking about him in regards to her and how he said that she's the biggest mistake he's made in terms of his music career. Well, it looks like he's made another mistake in terms of just his life, not just his, um, 
not just his music career. So basically, he was talking in an interview. T.I. was talking in an interview, and he happened to mention that every year he takes his daughter to the gynecologist, I think his 18-year-old daughter or something, to the gynecologist to check that her hymen is still intact. So basically, he does a virginity test on his daughter every year. Um, I'm just reading here, where where is it? While speaking on the Life Hacks episode of the podcast, Ladies Like Us, with Nazanin Mandy, wife of singer Miguel, uh, and makeup artist Nadia Moham, the 39-year-old rapper opened up about the way he goes about parenting. He says, I think that most kids, in hindsight, looking back, they always thank their parents for not allowing them to damage themselves as much as they could have, he said, um, which opened up a conversation about strict parenting and having sex talk with kids. When asked if he had such conversations with his own brood, that's when he noted um, that when it comes to his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, he goes out of his way every year to ensure she's still a virgin. Um, Have I? This is the thing. Deja's 18, just graduated high school now, and she's attending her first year of college, figuring it out for herself, he said. And yes, not only have we had the conversation, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. He goes, so it's this one time we go. I think this might have been about her sixth after her 16th birthday. This is what we do, right? After the birthday, we celebrate, he said. Usually like the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the door, gyno tomorrow, 9.30. So we'll go and sit down and the doctor will come and talk and doctors maintaining a high level of professionalism. He's like, you know, sir, I have to in order to share information. I'm like, Deja, they want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? See, doc, no problem problem and so then they come and say well I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken like bike riding athletics horseback riding and other forms of athletic physical activity so I say look doc she don't ride no horses she don't ride no bike she don't play no sports just check the hymen please and give me back my results expeditiously I will say as of her 18th birthday her hymen is still intact I had to pause because I didn't know if I wanted to throw up in my own mouth. Um, wow. Wow. T.I. has lots of problems in his family and I just wonder if he wants to get a surveyor to look at the land that the house that he lives in is built on because I just have a feeling that maybe, I don't know, is it built on um, bones? Like, um, is it built on over a graveyard? I don't understand because it just feels to me like his family's cursed. Like, you've got Tiny over there doing Toni Morrison bluest eye and having her, she doing operations to make her eyes blue and I think one of his other daughters has done similar. He's out here flinging in his willy everywhere every which way and then and and at the same time taking his daughter to make sure that she still keeps her alleged virginity it's funny how when we talk about virginity it's only something that we hold and lord over women or girls and this is why we have to address the fact that it's a patriarchal construct because 
men aren't held boys aren't held into to the to the same um standard as it were they're not they're not entrapped in the same way because if a boy has sex then it's like oh oh you're a man now like he's even encouraged to do it as early as possible which in most cases i feel like it's child abuse but when it's a woman it's like oh keep it as long as possible because it shows that you're pure it shows that you're this it shows that you're that it doesn't show any fucking thing and there are so many different things to consider sexual acts like i remember one girl when i was at uni she wasn't at my uni she was at my cousin's uni i think i don't know but she would say things like oh um i'm still a virgin because i only do anal and i'm just like um virginity i don't know has just never been that much of a big deal to me it's never i don't know it's just always seemed rather odd so the fact that ti is going to these lengths to ensure that his daughter um, his daughter deja's hymen is still intact it just tells you that he's mad and he has nobody to tell him and then you've got that um east asian looking girl that's on um the reel who was talking about oh she sees where he's coming from you know because you know she was like i was wild when i was younger so i understand why he'd want to check these things but you're also an anti-black pussy clark you're also someone who revels in misogynoir um and you are the type that love black men but hate black women so nobody was really asking you for your opinion i think that you can shut up but in terms of ti himself I think he's just like, <laughs> pardon me, I think he's just like the quintessential black male um, in in the kind of spaces that, that really love to like really wield patriarchal ideologies over the women in their lives, yet they don't live up to any of the standards that also come with the same patriarchal ideologies, like they don't follow it up, like you're meant to be the head, the leader of your household, um, you've, you're, you're meant to do so many things that hold you in high regard, and your integrity should definitely be there, but nothing's there, uh, but you're using words that you found in the thesaurus, but you haven't found words that will tell you about the damage that you're doing to your daughter, Hyman checks. It's just intrusive. It's just invasive. It's, it's 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 really really ridiculous. And yes, he gets permission. You know, the doctors get permission from him, um, from the daughter before allowing him to know the results and whatever, whatever. But it's even the way that he's just like, well, she hasn't been riding no bikes. She doesn't do any sports. So if that hymen is broken, then what are you going to do? At the end of the day, if she has sex, what are you going to do? Are you going to disown her? What are you going to do? And it's just funny that these same men want to move mad. Like Ti has cheated on tiny how many times we've lost count you've cheated on her probably millions of times yeah but you know you don't want your daughter to encounter men like you so you want her to hold on tightly to this you know construct of virginity and purity as long as possible because you don't want her to be tarnished like by men so you've got to ask yourself what is your vision what is your perception of manhood if it can be damaged um by women coming in contact with it that's often what i just see when men talk about oh i don't want my daughter i don't want to have a daughter because if i have a daughter you know i'm gonna have to be checking all the men she's around because you too know that men are dangerous you too know that in this society men move mad but the moment that we say men move mad you'll say that we are we we, we're misandrists and and we hate men and we're this and we're that when it's pointing out a point that you know yourself you are very very well well aware of the same thing yourself and like the doctor, the gynecologist has told him, the hymen can break in a number of ways um, or it can become stretched out in a number of ways. So, you know, should you find that her hymen doesn't look the way, isn't intact the way that you expect, what now? If she tells you, no, I haven't actually had sex, what will you believe her? Probably not because you will still want to go with your narrative about what she's doing. It's 
it's really, it's really, really weird to me the way that men hold on to this purity that they expect of their daughters, that they don't expect of their sons, nor do they expect it of themselves. But look how wild he got when um, he thought that Tiny was dating, was it um, Floyd Mayweather? And he was ready to go and fight the guy. You're ready to go and fight a world champion boxer over your woman, but you are the same person that cheats on her as if it's a national competition and you want to get first prize. It's it's really ridiculous. It's it's really, really ridiculous at this point. But that's all I wanted to say about T.I. T.I. is a wild, wild human being and he just needs someone to just hopefully point that out to him. Oh, now moving on to straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your mum. I'm going to read a letter that I received that's actually um, one of the um, straws that I wanted to hand out, but it seems like it's been handed out on my behalf. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Here we go. It says here. Dear Kelechi, mother of Lion Okafor. I love that title. Wow. It's a name that must stick. It says here, I've been bringing your um, binging on your podcast since June and immediately wanted to write you praise and thanks. But I put aside my haste, knowing that I owed it to myself to listen to more of your discography before reaching out. Like every musician in the world scrambling to release tracks during Beyonce's maternity leave, I cancelled plans and put all my energy into listening to past podcasts while you took time to birth beautiful life. Congratulations to you and your baby. And um, so congratulations to you and your partner. And welcome to the world, baby Lev. Thank you. Earlier this year, I became self-employed and I've been, um, have made it my sole mission to rob this England. Hashtag rob this England. Book, 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 book forever and a day. I've been transver- uh, traversing the width and breadth of this colonizer island, securing the bag, getting paid the most to do the least and collecting coinage like reparations. I'm calling this phase of life the Caribbean Armada and you have soundtracked every car slash train journey. Thank you. I've always called out the injustices I experience and witness towards black people, in particular us dark skinned lovelies. But since the apparition of your podcast in my life, I've doubled down on my throat clarting and increased my straw dashing exponentially. I appreciate you. You inspire me on a molecular level and choke on a knife. Episode 65 is now my go to line, my go to line for dumb pricks that try it. I love it. If you stop your podcast tomorrow, know that you have already done too much and know that you are loved. Above all this, know that you are protected. I fear any prick who comes for our Kelechi. Thank you. If you have time and wanted to speak on this, I would like to nominate someone for Suck Your Mum. Earlier this week, Jacob Rees-Mogg opened his thin lips and released a disgusting and abhorrent um, comment regarding the Grenfell victims. He's one of the many dickheads in the Tory government, but his recent comments have shone a light again on his racism, classism and lack of humanity. To think, if only this daddy didn't bust inside, um, his daddy didn't bust inside, we would have been spared this bullshit. Jacob could have been a quick wank in between an EastEnders Sunday omnibus and Gillian, um, and Gillian serving the unseasoned roast dinner. We as black people are capable of the greatest things, but undoing the procreation which led to the moist scum that is Jacob is beyond even our reach. But before you dispense a straw from your gun collection, may I suggest that he doesn't deserve a fresh one? Let him use that let him use one that has been inserted into a hundred pussies. That way, when he parts his thin lips, he will ingest the juice of many mother of dickheads before he gets to work on his own. Much love, L. 
Um, P.S. Thanks for recognising the baby non-binary since day one. Yes, it's my pleasure. Why am I hitting this mic? <laughs> it's my pleasure. So if you don't know what Elle is talking about in terms of Jacob Rees-Mogg, um, obviously by now I'm sure you know about the Grenfell fire if you've been listening to this podcast or just generally you haven't been living under a rock. So Jacob Rees-Mogg, um, as in a toilet bog, um, I'm not calling him Jacob Rees-Mogg, um, he was on TV and he was saying basically, I think it was TV, but he was basically saying that, well, um, the person that was interviewing him was also a white man, I think, and he was saying to him, well, you and I, you know, we're smart enough to um, not have stayed in a building while the building was burning. Yes, the fire brigade said, you know, stay put, but the people, you know, you and I were smart, would have been smart enough to have left the burning building and not listen to what the firemen had said or whatever, however he phrased it. So again, this is the disrespect that's only afforded to black and brown bodies that, um, you know, working class people, this is where the disrespect is saved for, right? Because if it had been white middle-class people who had died in that fire, he would never have dared to question their intelligence for listening to what the, the officials, the fire people, the firemen had told these people the, um, what they told them to do. If they had not listened to the fire um, brigade and they'd started um, trying to run out of the building or doing whatever the fuck and they'd been injured and things had gotten worse, he'd be the same motherfucker who would have turned around and been like, oh, they should have listened. Why don't people listen to authority? Rare, rare, rare. But now you're basically saying that they were what idiots for staying put when the fire brigade told them to stay put. Like, it actually just blows my mind. It really, really blows my mind because obviously the um, rec- the reports have come out um, that have said that, you know, the fire brigade didn't act um, as well as they should have um, during the Grenfell fire. But at the end of the day, the, the fire brigade, they're not my problem. My problem is the government that allowed for all of this to happen in the first place. The fire brigade are the least of our worries when there is an entire royal borough of Kensington and Chelsea who went and put this um, very, very very flammable cladding up on these buildings instead of just thinking of something better that would have um, helped the people who live there. They could have invested that same money that they invested in cladding. They could have invested it in water sprinklers in each one of the flats, but they chose not to do that. And that is why we're in this situation, not because of the fire brigade and definitely not because the people that were in the building, the victims listened to what the fire brigade told them to do by telling them to stay put. So it's just, I guess, another way that white supremacy works and white supremacist patriarchy where it's actually turning around and going ah, ha, 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 ha. you're the idiots for listening to us you should have ran out you should have broken the rules and not listened to the fire brigade and tried to find a way out of the burning building you know it's it's really sad and that is why jacob and um, reese mock and suck his mum because he clearly lacks empathy he clearly lacks any sort of human feeling towards the people who lost their lives at grenfell and he doesn't deserve to have any more power than he currently has because you know Theresa may move mad with the amount that she gave during grenfell i think it was five million but i feel like if jacob reese mock was in power they probably wouldn't have given any money because he'd have been out there going well it was their fault for not running out of the building soon enough so i agree like he could suck his mum, but he can suck his mum after that straw has been inserted in all the mothers of the other dickheads that exist in this world and then it makes it over to him that's when he can have that straw that way we're keeping the environment you know fresh and healthy so that's the um straw of the week that came in from a listener big up yourself now my straw of the week is rather long i think 
Maybe I'll make it short. I don't know. My straw of the week goes out to Clemmy Hooper. It goes out to the mummy blogger community, I guess, that I said I never, ever wanted to be part of, and I'm still not a part of. And it basically goes out to Instagram. So to fill you in, if you're not aware, let's start from the end and then work our way back to the beginning. Instagram have deleted my account of like my 18,000 or so followers. They've deleted my account because Clemmy Hooper, who is... um described online and um, in all these news articles that have been written about her fuckeries as the queen of mummy bloggers as the queen of insta mums she had close to i think like 700 um k followers 700,000 followers when i started on her um when i started on her club i think she's currently lost i don't know like 3000 or something but um I'll continue to move. I'll continue to speak my truth. I'll continue to do what I'm doing. What am I, what am I trying to say with all of this? Let's start the story from the beginning then. So, um, let me get you the article so we can really get shit in context and then go from there. Um, here we go. Mummy blogger, Clemmy Hooper, um, Yes, here it is. Clemmy Hooper, Instagram scandal, mother of daughters, blogger, admits she planted stories about other influencers. Um, Internet sleuths believe that uh, Hooper had been bullying her competitors for over eight months. I'm sure she's been bullying them for much longer. You don't just develop um, an Internet troll persona overnight. Like, I feel like she's been at this for probably a few years, but we'll go with the eight months that they've said. It says here. Mummy blogger Clemmy Hooper has responded to allegations that she was bullying competitors on a gossip site. I'm not even going to say the name of the gossip site because I'm not giving them free publicity because it's full of absolutely racist cunts and I'm not giving them that free publicity. But she was on this site using a fake profile. After internet personality Hunger Mama called on an anonymous online bully to come forward, Hooper released a statement admitting she had used a pseudonym to plant stories about rival bloggers. Hooper has said that she is deeply sorry for her actions. Hooper used the pseudonym Alice in Wonderlust to write stories about her friends and fellow parenting bloggers on this site for over eight months and would sometimes post negative comments about her own husband. Amateur sleuths deduced Hooper had been um, and her persona were the same when they noticed that they were both in St. Lucia at the same time. Um, Hooper took to her Instagram stories to release a statement confessing that she was behind the account. She has um, 600,000 Instagram followers and rose to fame with her blog, Gas and Air. She has also authored best-selling 2017 book, How to Grow a Baby and Push It Out. I'm really glad I didn't buy that piece of shit book anyway it says i know there are some rumors circulating and i want to take the opportunity to explain she wrote in an instagram story earlier this year i became aware of a website that had thousands of comments about my family and i reading them made me feel extremely paranoid and affected me much more than i knew at the time i decided without telling anyone else that i would make an anonymous account so that this group of people would believe i was one of them so that i could maybe change their opinions from the inside to defend my family and i she said 
Um, she added that posting as Alice in Wonderlust became an all-consuming, became all-consuming, and it grew bigger than she knew how to handle. She said, "When the user started to suspect it was me, I made the mistake of commenting about others. I regret it all, and I'm deeply sorry. I know this has caused a lot of pain. Undoubtedly, I got lost in this online world, and the more I became engrossed in the negative commentary, the more the situation escalated." She finished her apology. I don't know what fucking apology that was, but he says she finished her apology which spanned three instagram stories saying she has made a mistake she said engaging in this was a huge mistake i take full responsibility for what's happened and i'm just so sorry for the hurt i've caused to everyone including um my family and friends When the users on this site suggested Alice in Wonderlust was in fact Hooper, she reportedly asked her fellow bloggers not to expose her. However, the influencers she targeted have since released their own statements about the impact of her posts. And, you know, they've all been talking about it, sharing, you know, their own stuff. I won't go into them because they're not my concern. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, sh- I said all of that because... We have to start from the very, very beginning. What they fail to mention, they talk about her as being an Instagram mum. They talk about her as being a mummy blogger. Do you know what they don't mention about this absolute pussy club? They don't mention the fact that she's a midwife. They don't mention that aspect of all of this. They missed that out. She is a midwife and she's a midwife at the hospital that I gave birth at, that I birthed Lev at. This woman is a midwife there. This mother of demons. I know that her Instagram account is mother of daughters and that's why I named this um episode mother of demons i'm not saying that her children are demons but people like her i feel like that sort of energy doesn't just appear overnight because people have been chatting about you like you are demonic and you are the mother of other demons that behave like you as far as i'm concerned because that kind of energy is truly truly evil also what these um accounts fail to miss out is that she targeted you know, black, black Instagram, um, a black Instagram mum, Candy, she tagged, she targeted her and she sent a lot of abuse her way, um, as well. Like she, I think that when I was looking on the site, because I got an, um, Google alerts that my name was being mentioned on this site. And I was thinking, wow, why is my name being mentioned? Only to see that it was being mentioned because of the fact that, you know, I know Candice and I speak out about things and whatever, whatever. And they decided to bring my name into it while I was pregnant. So I was just like, oh, these people are fucking mad. Like they're really fucking mad. So, um, they, a lot of these sites fail to address the clear misogynoir. They, they, they fail to address that. They fail to even clock, right? Like I know that she talked about her fellow white Insta mums and she even talked about her husband. Like fam, if you're going to go on, create a fake persona and then talk about your own husband, like you are sick, you are sick. And I'm not even conflating that with mental illness because I know that that's where she was trying to lean all of this into like, oh, I was just so insecure and I was this and I was that. No, no, no. You're an evil, you're an evil person. You're a very, very evil, nasty, racist person that is what you are so um so she i know that her husband rather has even come out and given his own statement and he's very much still trying to be supportive of her but what i didn't like was him talking about oh um you know this is what's happening on our little corner of the internet and we've got but in real life rare 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 no this is part of real life she even said that she created this account allegedly based on the fact that other people were talking about her um online and how it affected her in her her real life yet she went and did the same thing to other people now i know hurt people hurt people but her level of hurting people is sociopathic is psychotic is it's many it's many ticks as far as i'm concerned it's many 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 ticks 
I, I just, it really, really blows my mind. Like that caused me such annoyance while I was pregnant, knowing that my name was being flung about. Why? Because I was, they were like, oh, um, she even says that if anyone's going to um, ask her any questions about racism, they need to pay her. Yeah, they do fucking need to pay me because I'm not a work mule, you dumb cunt. I'm not, a, I'm not just out here to just give people free labor. That is not how any of this works at all. So, um, yes, they're missing out these aspects, but do you know what really makes my blood boil and go cold at the same time? I don't even know. I'm basically turning into haggis, I guess, with cold blood, warm blood, everything blood. But, um, she invited Candice onto her podcast to talk about the maternal death rate. She invited her on this podcast to talk about the fact that black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth in comparison to white women based on the Embrace report. She invited um, Candice on her podcast to talk about this right and simultaneously after she's invited Candice onto this podcast she's also posting from her troll account from her fake account she's talking about the fact that oh Candice is very aggressive and weaponizes um race to sh- to silence people who have different opinions and rare 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 so on one hand you're bringing her onto your platform to diversify your platform and thus grow your following by appearing to be an ally and to and and talking about this um the the death rates of uh, black women in comparison to white women while your inner self that demon that you are deep inside not even very deep inside because it's pretty much on the surface if you see the picture of both of them sitting together the way she's leaning away in her body language it just goes to show that she didn't want to be anywhere near her like she couldn't even hide the hatred that she felt for Candice but she still invited her onto this podcast um to talk about this and this is just the way that I feel like white women pretend that they're allies only to um commodify our um, black women suffering that's genuinely how I see it and how it's played out in this situation she didn't care about the fact that black women are actually dying in fact it's a it's an inconvenience for her that we're talking about it because we're clearly weaponizing race by talking about these things um and to know what sickens me is that and I know that I've got many followers like that but to know that people follow you who actively hate you is one of the things that scares me the most about social media and just life generally because you can have friends obviously I'm not you know it doesn't just exist on social media these are real people you can have people who dislike you in real life but just to know that there are people who actively dislike you yet they stay around you that shit is fucked so those are the kind of things that like make me so scared of the fact that this woman is a midwife that she could invite Candice onto her show to talk about this stuff and at the same time she's posting oh you know she's um, sending her daughter to this school um this private school and I'm bet it costs this much where she's getting the money from and then going ahead and exposing the fact that um um Candice was on um used to be a sex worker like you know Candice has posted a statement about this I'm not just out in like her business like she's put but she should have Candice should have been allowed the chance to talk about that in her own time to tell her children that in her own time somebody dm'd me before instagram just deleted my account and said oh well it's not like she exposed her she went on a documentary with jody marsh and she talked about um being a sex worker so nobody was exposing anything but do you know how long ago that was do you know how long ago um, long ago that was like us real g's i've known about that for years i've known that about that for absolute years but you know what i did i faced my fucking front because people should be allowed to express and do what they want with their their lives and if they decide that oh i'm tired of that i'm gonna do something different they should be allowed the space to do that i just mind my fucking business why can't you lot do the same why do you have to go and start looking into people's past because you're so 
you're so incensed by like their success that they're having that you want to try and ruin it now this just goes to speak to white fragility at the time of this fuckery happening candice was only on like what 47k followers in comparison to clemmy's uh, 600,000 followers right but because of the blackness and womanness of candice that was enough to in, in like intimidate Clemmy so much that she had to go and start like posting constantly vitriol about this black woman and racist vitriol about this black woman on these mummy blogging shitty sites to make herself feel better to make herself feel like oh I don't want her to be more successful than I am and I can see her star rising like that was strategic that was premeditated that wasn't a mistake she was doing it for more than eight months yeah that no one makes that sort of mistake for eight months it's not just one little post that maybe went viral no it was consistent post and then you're then bringing in other people like myself who was pregnant at the time and i'm just out here minding my fucking business and speaking out about racism you now start throwing other things in because you're just like rah that pregnancy announcement banged because uh, i know that my empress photo shoot went far and wide all of these men had to bow down to a real g like me and that would have shaken a lot of feathers that would have ruffled a lot of feathers like oh a new one is coming i was never coming i had no interest and i knew that this would happen which is why i said look i don't care about any of these stuff all of you man leave me alone i don't want to be part of your platform not but here we are here we are so being the you know knowing all of these things knowing that five uh, black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth in comparison to white women based on these stats and knowing that people like her who have these racist you know um leanings and these um and 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 they act on it knowing that she is also a midwife and she was a midwife at the hospital that i gave birth at i'm not cool with that and i jumped upon the instagram to share how that is a problem and the um, nursing and midwifery council need to strike her off their register because they've struck in, they've stricken people off for less yeah they need to strike her off the register because black women specifically are not safe in her presence when she can be doing those sorts of things online like she fam she posted that she read Renier Edo-Lodge's book why i'm no longer talking to white people about race she posted a caption that would make you think that whatever was in that book has penetrated her soul but clearly it has not because she was doing all of this online she She's out there saying, oh, she's weaponizing race and making it out like, oh, um, you know, white privilege is a thing. So what you read, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race and you still don't believe that white privilege is a thing. Like at this point, you cannot be saved or you didn't read that book. You basically found um, a review that somebody had written. You copy and pasted it and dashed it in your of your captions of the picture to make yourself appear to be an ally to make yourself appear to be woke and i feel like a lot of white people are doing this at the moment i feel like a lot of white women specifically are doing it at the moment because they know that the coins are where it, you know where wokeness is at so they're all coming along like oh i'm an ally no I'm, I'm you know i'm an ally but behind the scenes they are strangling the the necks of black women with their snaky selves and trying to basically cut off our livelihoods and end our lives but i refuse to be silenced and i refuse to be ended because the god that i serve has said i haven't even motherfucking started and that is what you need to know about me like i'm still out here and i will still be doing all of the bits that i'm doing and nobody can stop me that 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 is a rascal art fact 
So I'm just out here in these baby girl streets talking about this very thing on Instagram saying that people need to recognize white women, especially who are coming to her defense saying, oh, it was just a mistake. It was just a mistake. Needs to recognize that the reason that they're able to say that is because they're able to separate her racism from her personality, thinking that they're two separate things. They are not one. They're not two separate things. They are one. She doesn't wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I'm not going to take my racism to work today. That is part of her on a cellular level, white people, whether you like it or not, I'm just going to drop it to you. Racism operates in you on a molecular, on a cellular level. That's where it operates. And you have to do the active work. You have to do rigorous work to unlearn all of that shit, to extrapolate that shit from your cells. And I don't know if you can ever truly take out all of it. And that's me saying that as somebody with a white partner. Yeah. But you have to do the work and it's, it's an arduous task, but you have to take it on. And that can't be anybody else's business, but yours to deal with. And she's not doing that work. She just wants to pretend or appear to be doing that work while meanwhile she's out here trying to ruin the livelihoods of black women in the background because those who are talking about oh um please stop complaining about her because it can ruin her livelihood fam from what i heard she only goes into work to be a midwife one day a week all of the other money that she makes she makes from being an instagram blogger and all of them things there that that's where her money comes from so it's not going to affect her but you're also asking me to think about her humanity while she's trying to actively stop the livelihood of a black instagram blogger that's what like that's what she's trying to do by putting planting all of this information about Candice and um and, and and other black women or whatever she was doing online like she's she's strategically trying to stop their bag but you're trying to tell me to keep quiet because she needs to continue securing her own bag fuck that end all of her bags and if Marks and Spencers keep working with her well that just says a lot about Marks and Spencers in this situation me my practical advice is that the NMC need to strike her from the register. That is all I care about. Anything else that's happening, she can keep her Instagram following. She can keep everything else. But I do not think that is safe. Like, I cannot bear the thought of having another pregnancy and going into King's College Hospital again and thinking that maybe she might be there. That scares the shit out of me. And that is why it needs to be dealt with. Because knowing that someone can have that sort of hatred towards black women, that sort of like very, very well thought out, very, very well calculated sort of hatred towards black women. They shouldn't be allowed near vulnerable people. Like if she's saying that race is weaponized, this is the kind of person that probably won't even believe a black woman about the level of pain that she's in, you know, and, and that is part of the problem. She won't believe black women about her, their bodies because on a very, very visceral level, she already hates black women. And so you, I was only expressing this on Instagram when I started noticing that my account was being reported and I'm sure probably reported by her as well, because, you know, she's verified on Instagram and Instagram refused to verify me on there. Um, so she's verified and if she can report someone it gets taken way more seriously and obviously she gathered her white women bloggers or white women fans who clearly are racist like herself to start reporting my account and and instagram were like oh you know your stories um have been reported as bullying and harassment so um you stand to have your account deleted i was like okay cool and i just posted um a, a you know a piece of an essay by audrey lord saying like fam I said what I had to say, like, what's the difference between me not speaking out? Like my silence won't protect me and your, your silence won't protect you lot either. So if you're listening to this podcast today 
and my Instagram account isn't back up yet, you need to go and message Instagram and ask them what the fuck they're playing at. And you also need to tell and go and report people like her, report her account because fine, she didn't do this stuff from her official account, but we all know that it's her. She's admitted to the fact that it's her. Why is her account allowed to stay up when she's moving this mad? When she's moving this conceited, when she's moving this conniving, something needs to be done about it as far as I'm concerned. She can't continue to be like it just goes to support black and like white supremacist patriarchy the fact that her account is still up after everything she's done after all of the people that she's targeted and abused for months on end yeah mine's the one that's taken down because i'm calling it out like i'm saying can i'm i need you guys to connect the dots because these newspapers who are reporting on it they're reporting on it like it's the cutest thing like oh this insta mum did this very crazy thing oh these insta mummy bloggers they're so crazy <laughs> they're not deeping the racism in it they're not deeping the fact that actually black women are in danger if she continues to be a midwife they're not deeping any of that because they're trying to keep it as cute as possible i was merely out here connecting the dots and they're talking about i'm out um, i'm bullying and harassing okay cool okay cool continue to uphold white supremacy or use social media sites because ultimately that's why you're there all these shadow bans and 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 deletion um, and suspension of accounts are only happening to marginalized communities who dare to speak out about white supremacist patriarchy and that is the problem and like i feel like white supremacist patriarchy will always protect white women because at the end of the day white women are there to do its bidding and they will always for that reason vote against their better interest when it comes to things like voting in trump voting in um you know all of these people like they they will continue to do things like this because they actually know that you know what at the end of the day white supremacist patriarchy protects me and actually one day maybe i might have most of that power and it's not just my father's brother's that will have that power like I will have that power too and this is someone who's claiming what to be a feminist feminist and she's moving like this it's all mad it's all mad out in these streets I'm not particularly upset about my account being deleted I know that lots of people were sending me messages like oh my god I'm so sorry for you and there were other people who were also very angry about the fact that Ra you're out here sticking up for people to the point where your account gets deleted but these people are being silent about what has happened to you while going for that and I need you all to understand something right now about me I don't do this for any motherfucking body I don't do this for anybody. I'm not a dickhead out here. I'm not anybody's pawn. I'm not, I'm not anybody's idiot. I do this because I honestly go by the saying, I go by that quote that I am not free if there is any woman who is unfree. Yeah, my freedom is inextricably linked to your freedom. So if I see madness happening to you, if I don't call it out, that madness is is still linked to me. So I speak out about these things because I care about our freedom collectively as women, but specifically black women, as black people, all of that. That is why I speak out about these things. So if I'm talking about black people and the things that they go through and black men want to be sending me wild things and cussing me and whatever, whatever, they can do all of that. I don't mind that because at the end of the day, my freedom is still linked to theirs, whether I like it or not. And it's the same with when I speak out um, in support of black women or just women generally, and I'm not getting you know, like, oh, thank you. I'm not getting all of that stuff. That's fine. I'm not doing it for the thanks. I'm doing it because at the end of the day, shit needs to change regardless. And I will continue to do this because this is what I feel is part of my calling. I'm not just out here to be a badass actress, a badass like director and whatever the fuck else. Like I'm not out here just to be that. I'm out here to shift a narrative that has existed for too long 
And actually, like I said, when I pulled my tarot card for myself today from my personal deck, one of the cards that came out said, stand your ground. And it said that this is going to be a long fight, but you will come out victorious. And I ultimately believe that like the God I serve will not let me put all of this effort into the things that I'm doing. Like I make this Ross Clark podcast because I believe that this is an also, this is a tool for change. This is a device for change. And that is why I make this podcast. And so therefore, there's no way that the God I serve will let me do all of this only for me to not come out victorious at the end of the day, regardless of who hypes up my name and who doesn't even if they're benefiting from the work that I'm doing like I'm a rascal like Don out in these streets and I'll continue to speak my truth whether social media um, sites want to take down my page or whatever I'll continue to be a G regardless like that's how all of this works and remember 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 I told you that the very reason I even started this podcast was because all I thought to myself is should your Instagram um, or your social media accounts get deleted tomorrow what do you have what do you have? And you know what I motherfucking have? I have my podcast. I have this platform where I can say whatever the fuck I want and nobody can tell me any pussyclart thing. I'll continue to do what I'm doing and I refuse to be silent. So even when these white women were coming into my DMs before my account got deleted, talking about oh please don't be ag- aggressive it seems like you're being very slanderous towards rare 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 what 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 about the slander she dashed about other women what about the slander then and you're calling me aggressive like i said on instagram do you know what's aggressive your roast dinners that you do not season you know what's aggressive your foot bottom that you don't wash you know what's aggressive do you know what's aggressive how you wash your plates in washing liquid and then you don't rinse them afterwards Ooh yeah there's many many there are many aggressive things but it's not me that you should be focusing on yeah my anger is being transmuted into triumph and you will see it one day mark my words i refuse to take any of this lying down like i will continue to speak out while the clemmies of the world get protected by uh, social media sites and basically get protected by white supremacist patriarchy to continue inflicting violences on black women and these violences the severity of them is minimized by other white women who are saying no it was just a mistake leave her alone and and white men laughing and people thinking it's not a big deal i'm letting you see the big deal i'm letting you see the big deal that this is also a thread in the in 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 why black women are dying during childbirth because midwives like this exist midwives exist like this who will go and create fake accounts and be sending targeted abuse to black women online for months and months and months whilst trying to grin up and smile up in their face like this is a very real battle and you all need to galvanize be wake up mobilize and let something be done about it because this can't continue to run anybody who continues to support her after this is a racist as far as i'm concerned that is there's no two ways about it you can't tell me that you see her humanity but you fail to see the humanity in the black women that could possibly suffer because of her inherent and very very apparent racism like i refuse to believe it i don't give a damn that they've taken down my page like i'm not tied to instagram i'm not tied to any social media page if i tell you a secret i've always said that when i blow blow i know that i've blown in jesus name but when i proper blow i've always said i'm going to delete all my social media accounts because i actually don't see any need for them all they bring is strife and people are so dedicated to misunderstanding you that what is the point at times like what is the point of continuing but I've seen from the way that people have risen up to support me um, during all of this, um, knowing of the Instagram ban and things 
like that. I see that there is a point to everything I've been doing. I see that there's a point to speaking out, even if people don't speak out in chorus with me. I see that there's a point to all of this because eventually something will change. Something will change. And I think that that's what the tarot cards were basically saying for me this week, that I should continue to stand my ground. I should continue to speak and I should continue thinking what I think right now and to trust my intuition because it might be dark, but I promise you the light is coming. The light is coming and it's going to be blinding for the dickheads out there that have been moving extremely mad. And this is possibly the longest suck your mum I've ever done in my life. But mother of demons, suck yourself. You suck yourself because you are vile and what you have done is unforgivable. And I will not rest until the NMC hear about me and know how I feel about you. Suck yourself. You as mother of demons, suck yourself. Find a straw, insert it in yourself, bend it towards your mouth and suck yourself and let it be a continuous cycle of fuckery because only you deserve to ingest your own bile that you've been spewing online. Only you deserve to ingest your own poison, not the rest of us. And that is that pretty much. That is that for this week. Let me not keep ranting um, about all of this. I've said what I need to say. I don't mind being a lone ranger, but I know that I'm not because I know that I've got a support from so many of you out there. Um, whatever Instagram decide to do that is their personal problem because you know, the social media platform that I bang on, I bang on God's platform. Yeah. That's the, that's where I bang. I bang on God's platform. And God is the one that clicks likes and um, cl- clicks all of the likes on all of the things that I'm doing. I don't care about any other likes apart from that. So it is what it is. Do you know um, what I care about when it comes to followers? I care about the fact that I follow God. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the only follow account that mine, uh, that matters that I follow God, everything else. I don't give a damn. I just don't give a damn about, but I just needed to get that out this week. I'm sure this will be a slightly long episode, but actually I can record as long as I want now. Cause I'm not paying for things per hour. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but that's it for this week. Like you might want to call this aggressive. You might want to call this angry. I just called it passioned, impassioned. I am passionate about this subject and I will not rest knowing that black women could possibly be in danger. And if Instagram want to ignore that, then that's, that's up to them. But me, I won't ignore it. So that's been it for this week. I guess I've been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck. Your mum. I look forward to seeing a lot of you at the live show. If you want to follow me, follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kelechi Nikoff on Twitter because Instagram is no longer there. <laughs> Not. Um, and that's it. Like all of you stay strong, man. Like you people are absolute dons and I love you from the bottom of my heart. Don't let anybody take you for a prick. You're not mad. Continue to believe in your intuition and continue to thrive. All right. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. Sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gossiping. Our time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.